Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, we are continuing through um, our reading in Matthew chapter 2. We recognize that Christmas is over. So why are we still talking about these events? On the church calendar, the, uh, January 6th is called Epiphany. Um, it's a, a, it just means appearing. Um, traditionally, it, it's a time when we the church has paused to reflect upon the coming of, of the wise men from the East to um, come and worship Jesus Christ as the King of the Jews. Um, it's interesting. This is probably one of the stories that people take quite a bit of liberty with in in Scripture. Um, and in song, um, we we had just worked through some Christmas carols over the last several weeks, and we did not include "We Three Kings." Um, but I mean, that's a uh, taking some license. We don't know how many wise men there were. People talk about three because that was the number of gifts that were given, um, but we have no idea. It could have been a whole caravan of of wise men. Yeah. Um, they they weren't kings. Could, um, could have been could have been two could have been ten yeah uh, you know and they're and they're not kings the 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 Greek word that's used in the text is magi uh, and it and wise men is a good translation yeah. of of magi they were they were scholars um, students of uh, scripture um, but they wouldn't have been exclusively students of Hebrew scripture. Um, but they apparently did know Hebrew scripture, um, and, uh, probably from, uh, the, the time of, uh, Daniel and, uh, uh, the, uh, exile of the Jews in Babylon, um, the, the Jews took their scriptures with them and they've been passed down through the centuries, uh, to these, uh, magi, these wise men. Now you said... And- Oh, I was just going to say that the, the timing is all also wrong. It's it's not like I think in our minds, um, the manger was quite a, a a packed house because you you had, you know, all the shepherds in there, and then then when the three wise men came, I, that was all in quote the three. Um, <laughs> then they had to make room for them in the manger. Well, later on we know that Herod kills all of the children age two or under. Because of the time that he got from from the wise men, yeah, and so mm-hmm. this isn't happening all on on quote unquote Christmas Eve or Christmas Day when Jesus Christ is born. Okay. This is mm-hmm. probably year year and a half, two years later. Yeah, uh, one of the things you mentioned off air, um, you know, Calvin said that uh, these these magi were the first fruits of the Gentiles. Yes, what did he mean by that? Yes. Um, well, the the Old Testament uh, has multiple uh, examples of um, Gentiles coming uh, to the God of Israel, to, to the true God. Um, t- uh, take uh, uh, Jonah and uh, the repentance of the Ninevites. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but there are multiple prophecies 
that the Gentiles will come. And uh, this is exactly as you said, this is the first fruits. uh, uh, Jesus is a toddler. And while the, while the Hebrew scholars in Jerusalem are indifferent to him, uh, these Gentiles have made this long, arduous, dangerous journey to worship him. Mm-hmm. Matthew, I think, is is quite fascinating in how he weaves some of those Gentiles into the gen- genealogy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he, he gives us these little glimpses of... Mm-hmm. No, Jesus came, yes, for the Jews, but he's also coming for for the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And and he gives you hints of it in the genealogy. Yeah. He tells us the story of, of the three three wise men or the, the wise men. I don't know why I want to keep yeah. saying three. So it's so it is a wrong reading of scripture to say that uh well God saving the Gentiles was kinda of like his plan B for salvation. No, this you go back to the Abrahamic covenant. Now, granted, it's in seed form, but God promised that through you, all the families of the earth will be blessed, and then it's yes. just expanded mm-hmm. in 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 nearly every book. Okay, so yesterday we saw how the wise men brought their three gifts: the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh. Let's talk about what happened next. It says in verse thirteen. Now, when they had departed. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son." Yeah, and the first thing I question I've got to ask you know you guys, um, this is traditionally called the flight to Egypt. That's the heading in my Bible. I wonder what w- wonder what airline they took. <laughs> har, 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 har. <laughs> Only wow. one word. Wow, <laughs> I can even say that backwards. Wow, um, it's it's we don't. I think we miss sometimes the drama of of. The, the unfolding of the story. Um, mm-hmm. This is this is a, a big deal. They're running for their lives. Yeah. They get this dream. He wakes up and leaves in in the night. Yeah, I mean, this isn't a well, let's casually pack. What are we going to need for the journey? This is a you know would be a tense moment if this was a movie of are they going to be caught? Yeah. Um, so they rose by night. They got up that yes. very moment, it seems. Yes. Well, and, and they would have taken back roads. I mean, think about this. Yes. I mean, they're, they're on the run. And um, this incident is so, um, it, there's a theme um, with Joseph from the very first from the very first time Joseph is mentioned, and this continues that theme. Um, and by the way, in in the Gospels, in both in both Matthew, um, well, in 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 Matthew, um, Joseph does not say a word, but he obeys every every time he's uh, there's he's spoken to in a dream. He he immediately obeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew, um, rather, Joseph is a, a model of discipleship. 
uh, you might call him, uh, you know, he's, he's the original Nike disciple, just do it. Um, he, um, he, he receives this dream and he immediately, immediately obeys. Mm -hmm. And with that, you just see God's providential overshadowing of the events of the birth of his son, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. he knows that how it looks that Mary's pregnant. So he comes to Joseph and says, no, this is of me. Do you trust me? Here you have God's providential care of Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus coming to to Joseph and saying, harm is coming. Herod's on the march. Do you trust me that it's time for you to run? Um, and, and, and Phil is right. Each time Joseph, um, humbly submits to to God's leading in his life and and obeys. Mm-hmm. This is a recapitulation of the entire Old Testament. I mean, the seed yes. of the serpent against the seed of the woman. There's been more assassination attempts on Jesus Christ than on any other figure in human history. You had, um, this is very much repeating what Pharaoh did in Exodus chapter one when he you know, commanded all the baby male babies to be thrown into the Nile. Um, and then you just see it happening. Haman tried to kill the Jews in the book of Esther. Queen Athaliah tried to kill all the, the seed of David. Um, so this is just one. Satan is desperate to prevent um, the king from coming into the world because he knows it's the, the end of his reign. One of the things that um, this last verse says, uh, this was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet out of Egypt, I called my son. So they went into Egypt to run from Herod, and then he was called out of Egypt. And this is this is very, you have to understand that the redemptive event in the Old Testament was the Exodus. And so this is getting replayed now here in Matthew chapter two. And essentially what God is saying is uh, now the true and better Israel, Jesus Christ has come into the world because now, just like I called my people of old from out of Israel, now I'm calling the new Israel, Jesus and everyone who is in him by faith with him. And uh, by the way, uh, we know from history because you, you, there's not a lot of details given in Matthew about their time in Egypt. Um, now, this is just a bit of speculation, but we do know from historical sources that there was a very large uh, Jewish expatriate community in Alexandria, uh, Egypt. And it was a place where lots of Jews fled uh, to get away from Herod. And uh, they could go to Alexandria and, and just kind of blend in and 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 be safe there and and there was a big jewish community there uh so that mary and joseph and and little jesus were were not alone uh they would they would have had uh uh lots of uh fellow jews surrounding them mm-hmm. you don't have anything to say no i was just going to read hosea 11 1 it says when israel was a child i loved him and out of egypt i called my son and it it really is it it feels when you're reading Hosea that it's just uh, straight up looking backwards, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it's talking about the Exodus um, because it goes on to talk about the more that they were called, the more they went away, which is what happened after they came out of, out of Egypt. They, yeah. they were just wayward. Yeah. Um, and I just want to emphasize that what Josh is saying is so true that Israel um, God referred to them as his firstborn. Mm-hmm. And when Moses confronts Pharaoh, it's because Pharaoh touched his firstborn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when Jesus comes, he is 
the true Israel, mm-hmm. the true firstborn mm-hmm. of God. Um, and unlike Israel, that as they came out of Egypt, went astray and went their own way and, mm-hmm. and followed after other gods and, and disobeyed God, the true Israel of Jesus Christ, the, the firstborn, perfectly obeyed his father in all things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the new Moses. He, he, he leads the people out in a new Exodus. I mean, it, it, it's almost as if the Old Testament <laughs> was given in preparation for the new. And I think sometimes people look at it and say, well, once I have the new, why do I need the old anymore? Right. Um, and I think what happens is that we miss out on some of the richness of the meaning of the New Testament when we um, kind of just lop off the old. Yeah. And I, I think the, the Old Testament gives it its, its, its um, nuance. It gives it its beauty. It gives us the fullness of of the storyline. It, it's like coming into to a movie halfway through. Um, and yeah, you probably can piece it together and figure it out and eventually, you know, kind of know what is happening, but it's, it's not going to have as much meaning without the earlier part of, of the movie. Well, the, the, the book of Matthew in this section, he quotes the old Testament three times. Yep. How many times does Jesus quote the old Testament? How many times do the apostles quote the old Testament? They're saying this is one book, mm-hmm. right? Um, in fact, uh, if, if, if I could wave a wand and uh, change the name of the Testaments to first Testament and second Testament, mm. I, I, I would do it. O- old implies obsolete, but it's not at all. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We hope that you have enjoyed these broadcasts. If you've missed any of them and you'd like to get caught up, just go subscribe wherever you subscribe to podcasts and type in the Gospel for Life. We will see you next time.